All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to the next episode of the Eric Goober podcast. Today we have a special guest on James Lawrence, aka the Iron Cowboy. And I actually first heard about you when you did 50 Iron Mans in a row, I believe it was, the first round. And then my wife read your book um, when it came out. And I, you have another book coming out. We do. Uh, the first book was called Redefine Impossible. And it is about the story of the 50 and kind of an autobiography, how we got to that moment, how we made the decision, and then how we navigated that. And then this next book, super excited about it. It's currently with the publisher, um, St. Martin's, and uh, they're the same guys that did like Jocko's book and um, Cam Haynes's book. And so really reputable and really know the space. Um, it's called Iron Hope. And it's, uh, it's about lessons that we learned over the Conquer 100, which was a 100 consecutive Ironmans. Um, and, and throughout our entire journey of 15 plus years, lessons we learned, how it's shaped us and how it can be applied to your life, no matter what you're doing. It's not about endurance sports. I don't know if the listeners caught this already, but when you say we, like that's powerful to me, right? Like you're the one, the limelight's on you, the camera's on you, you're the one doing the physical work, but just naturally out of your mouth, you said we multiple times right there. Why do you say we though? I, I think I know why, but I'm curious to know why. Yeah. I mean, I pound my chest from stage and I say nothing great is ever accomplished on our own. And yes, I'm the one that's in the water, turn the pedals, pound on the pavement, um, on the stages, on these podcasts, but it's never possible um, on my own. I'm not, I'm not a soloist. I, I don't believe in solo pursuits. I think if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we're a tribal community and a, a, a tribal people and we thrive in tribes. And I, I couldn't have done it without my wife. I couldn't have done it without my kids. I couldn't have done it without the two gentlemen that we call the wingmen, Casey and Aaron. Um, th there's just so many moving parts. I couldn't have done it with the, without the community that stepped up and surrounded me and supported us. And the people that from around the world showed up and wanted to be part of, of something. And um, to me, it just really stands out. And if, and if I take anything from all of my journeys, um, it's, it's that community is super important. Was it hard on your family life or do you feel like it made you closer going through that hundred? Oh, 10,000% made us closer. Um, and it's, it's probably been the greatest parenting and teaching gift I could have given to my kids. Um, I, I don't think it's by luck that we have five incredible children. Um, I, and I think it's just a byproduct of them being part of the journey and watching the journey and um, understanding that follow through is important and discipline is key and not making excuses and owning the, the good, the bad, the successes and the failures in our lives. My kids just show up in a capacity that I'm not seeing in this generation and they're head and, head and shoulders above the competition. I'm not worried at all about my kids. In fact, I pre pre record on this podcast. We, we talked about my oldest daughter getting married in January and how excited I am for that to happen. And the amount of confidence that I have of her taking on the world. That's incredible because i agree that like your kids see you do that and you're they're just automatically gonna one remember it forever but then they're gonna make less excuses in their life when hard things come one of the things i say all the time is that adversity is a constant i think so often it's not a really a utah thing i used to kind of i used to kind of maybe blame it on the utah thing i think it's a human being thing i think we just try to avoid pain i think we try and get out of the way of pain all the time well and, and i think i think that's a massive disservice because without adversity without pain um, there is no, uh, valleys in life, um, and on this journey. And, and as much as we don't want to experience those valleys, those valleys are what give us the, the courage and the experience to, to climb the next mountain. 
and life will always be a continuous journey of peaks and valleys and understanding that the peaks and the valleys that this too shall pass and there's good in every one of those moments and we get to choose how we navigate through those valleys and how long we we sit at the bottom of a valley because they're inevitable and it's 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 what ultimately will make us into who we are and give us the strength to climb out of the valley and get to the mountaintop and even mountaintops don't last forever there's always going to be a downturn and a struggle and, and more adversity because the object in life is to find joy and that's that's through experiencing both joy and um in, intense um whatever the opposite of joy is yeah joy and then like Hey, misery, pain, fear, something like that, right? Yeah, it was uh it was recently brought up to me that like the yin yang symbol. I love the yin yang now because it's it if you look at it, it's like it's you know, it's thicker on one side and it has a fishtail on on you know the black and the white, and but they're equal parts within a circle. And we usually look at circles as like it's whole and complete. And if you were to spin it, it would look like they're chasing each other, right? But too often, and I want to say Christians, you know, maybe, and maybe again, it's human beings, but I, I just say Christians because in any church that I've ever been to, it's like, be obedient, do what's right, avoid pain. Be, like, if you do these things, you're going to earn, like, God's going to love you and love you a little bit more, maybe take trials out of your life. And it's like, well, if he really loved us, would he really do that? And the yin yang to me is perfect, like, visual of that, because if it is whole and complete, then it has to have one and the other. You have to know fear in order to know faith. You have to know pain in order to know joy. You have to experience it. Let it be like, let yourself be with that, if that makes sense. But so often we just try to run from it and we try to have that whole space be filled up with white, but they're both equal parts. I think the Chinese are maybe smarter than we are in a lot of things, but <laughs> I think, I think they run most of the world right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, cause Remember in that book behind you, you know, we're talking about pain. I think a good playoff that is things like you weren't always the greatest runner. You weren't like this Iron Man crazy guy from birth, right? Um, you also had some financial hardships. Um, I think it talks about like you built your dream home and then you were in the mortgage industry, if that's correct. Correct me on some of this stuff, but like you kind of, you, you had this high and then you crashed and then you, like you were, there was ups and downs. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. Those peaks and valleys. Um, you know, a lot of people, they look at social media, they see headlines, they see the experts and they just assume, Oh, I can't do that. That person's different. And the reality is that that person started typically from a rock bottom place and you can go in anyone's lineage. And at some point in time, the family was miserable or the family was broke or, whatever and you have an opportunity to step up and change that lineage and i've had every genetic test done uh, i'm i'm just, dude i joke all the time i'm like i'm an average white canadian and i am <laughs> I, I don't have a single genetic gift that allows me to do the things that i do except for my understanding of showing up every single day my journey to our endurance world records and ultimately doing something that nobody's been able to do um started with a four mile fun run that i suffered through um, and, and really just baby steps and, and not allowing that moment to define who I am, having the courage, courage and being okay with sucking at something when you first start it and newsflash, anybody listening, you're going to suck when you start anything new, 
maybe you have a little bit more gift uh, gifts than the next guy, but ultimately you're, you're not an expert when you start anything new. You, you may be decent at it, um, but most people are terrible. And, yeah. and and that's okay. That's a great place to start. Um, and that's that's really where where we started. And yeah, I, I mean, we I, I came from another country with zero dollars. I, I came to visit one friend, meant it to be a vacation. And uh, 23 later, years later, celebrating our 23rd anniversary, I found a girl and uh, it, com- it completely ch- changed my life. But I, 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 I went down the American dream and I started my own mortgage company and I was an entrepreneur and I have been my entire life. And 08 happened. And yeah, you're right. I, we had just built our dream home and they knocked on my door and they took away that home. And uh, and we were at rock bottom and it was just a valley. I mean, uh, yeah, one of the valleys that we talked about. That I'm grateful for. Um, had- what 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 was the biggest? I've never had my home taken away, and it's something that scares the heck out of me, right? Like I never want to be in that position, and I would feel like you'd be the same way. What was it like before, during, after? What 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 did it feel like? Tell us about that experience, and what was the biggest takeaway? Yeah, it's it's humiliating uh, to be honest, and 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 it, it's it's super hard to navigate. We we literally had uh, five little kids, um, ages you know seven and under, um, at at that time, and you know we we were we were on our way up, and we were making money, and we were thriving in the industry, and then things outside of our control happened, and in that moment, you we all have a choice. We 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 now get to choose how we navigate what just happened. And some people never recovered. And I saw it as an opportunity to change my life. And it brought my wife and I closer together and it brought my kids closer to us. And we we just we just bound together and started to fight and created a new history. And our past, as humiliating as it was, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't define who I was. And uh, they will never take my home away from me again. That's amazing though. And and one of the greatest realizations is Okay, let's say they do take it away again. I'll just rebuild. I'll, so, yeah. just, I'll just create Time it all. Or, I'll yeah. just create it all again. But I've, 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 I've really, you know, learned from that and and put up a bunch of safeguards and uh, really diversified in, in business and in how I structure everything. Um, man, I mean, we lived through a, a, a massive valley in the pandemic, and we thrived through it. Um, and it was because we learned from 2008 and we put measures in place to, to protect ourselves. And that was an amazing learning experience. Someone could be continuing to throw themselves a pity party. And I was like, Whoa, I do not like how that felt. I do not like what that was. And I'm going to do everything in my capacity to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Do you feel like it took some time? I mean, or was it just pretty soon after you got your house taken away, you're like, okay, we're going to make this work. Let's band together. We're a team. We're going to figure this out. Or did it take a few months? It was an immediate decision. Really? It was an immediate decision. I've just recognized in life that we should all throw pity parties for ourselves, but they have to be incredibly short-lived. And and I just call it having a a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. And we all need to pause, internalize, reflect and then make the necessary changes and it serves nobody to to extend the pity party and in fact it's called catastrophizing um and what that is it's looking into the future worst case scenario 
and allowing it to dominate your mental space. Um, and then, and, and if you sit there for too long, it, it becomes destructive and then it leads to anxiety, which is a, is a, a quick cousin to depression. And, and, and then what, and, and then, and then you start to spiral and now you're, you're in a losing battle. And so the fast turnarounds are super important and a fast turnaround doesn't mean fast results. It took a decade. It literally took a decade, but now my life has completely changed and I am living the life of my dreams. I do have my dream house again. They will never take it away from me. But people not only want a, a quick turnaround, they want quick results. Yeah. And unfortunately, the top of the mountain does not come quickly um, or quickly as quickly as we want it. But it's worth it. And if you keep fighting, um, you'll eventually make it. And I'm, I'm, I'm in a place in my life where I wake up every single day and I think I'm dreaming. Um, and it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's incredible. Like I, I wake up fired up, excited to tackle every single day. And it's not mortgage industry either. That's the other thing. It's like, now it's your personal brand, what you built, it's coaching, teaching, you got masterminds. Now I've looked, I was actually looking at some of them last, last night with my wife, the one that you did in Kanab last year at that, uh, cave lakes was really cool. We have a video out that we've got, a we, we did that one in, in Kanab, Utah. Our next one's in Three and a half weeks. It's a Sundance Ski Resort here in Utah as well. Then we've got one in San Diego, California, and then in May we've got our flagship event, which is uh, on a private British island, um, which is going to be incredible. That is sweet. Most of them are sold out, except that last one. Is that right? Uh, there's still spots available for all three, but they will all sell out. So where do they find it if they're if some of the listeners are interested in going to that? Yeah, just go to IronCowboy.com and click on Grit Experiences. And it'll bring up the, those events we just talked about. And it'll also bring up our, our, our year-long mastermind. That's awesome. One of the things that, that came to my mind as you're talking about all of that, have you read the book Obstacle is the Way? The Obstacle is the Way? I have. Become pretty popular, right? Like everything that you're saying is that book to me. And for those listening, if you haven't read that book, the basic... I guess principle that I'm pointing to here is that, Hey, we're all going to have crap happen to us in our life. Like you lost your house, but it's not about the big events or the, the obstacle that presents itself. It's about how quickly we can get around over under somehow get past that obstacle. But what you said, I think is so profound, like internalize it, experience it, feel it, be with yourself, but a short period of time. So then, and then go find solutions and fix it. To me, when I read that book, whenever it came out, it was a couple of years ago, it just this light bulb went on for me of like, that's it. It's all going to happen. Like there's, there's going to be stuff that's out of my control that happens to me in my life. It's not about that. Quit worrying about that because catastrophizing, like you said, about things that could happen. It's all about, hey, when it happens, you almost like let it in the door and say, hey, I was expecting you. Let me experience this and then just get around you or over you or under you as soon as possible. Yeah. The, the, the fire is inevitable. Fires are inevitable. And it, it's, it's about, you know, like, like we just discussed, it's about pausing, allowing that moment to be real, not ignoring it. Don't pushing it down. Don't swipe it aside, recognize it and then blast through the fire and get to the other side in life. We all have to learn the same lessons. And you, you get to choose how fast you learn those lessons and the same shit's going to keep happening to you until you wake up, pause 
and do that reflection. Why is this happening to me? What can I learn from this? What growth can I can I take and how can I propel myself the fastest through this? Because we can all agree that the valleys aren't a ton of fun, yeah. but they are probably the most important part of all of our journeys. And we all got to go through them. So why not run through them? Yes. Blast through them, feel <laughs> all of it, but go through them and take that knowledge and experience so that you can minimize the amount of valleys and the t- and the amount of time that you spend in each one of those valleys. I love that. And we were just talking off camera before this. We were talking about the the big ass calendar from um, Jesse Itzler, right? What does he call it? The Misogi? Is that what the word is? Yeah, Misogi. Misogi. Uh, I don't even remember where that comes from. It's Japanese. Japanese. And it's just basically like one hard event for the year, right? Yep. And you did a hundred in a row, actually 101, right? But, but for, for me or a lot of people, right? It's like, I'm doing, I did the 29029 with a mutual friend of ours, Mitch Matthews last year. We're doing it again this year. Um, it's tough. Like it's difficult. You got 36 hours to complete it and go that, uh, elevation of Mount Everest for somebody who's built with more muscle and less like, less like a runner. That, that kind of thing is difficult for me. So, I enjoy putting that on the calendar. My point of even bringing that up though is like planning out the pain has been really fun for me. Like planning out the things that are going to come up in the year where I'm going to push myself or do something difficult and I'm like working towards it not only gives me purpose when I'm training, but then it like in the event, it's like more euphoric. Like you feel the pain, you get to sit, like feel it and just be with it. And then after you just, I, I swear, dude, after the 29029, I've gotten pickleball medals and stuff like that and baseball medals and whatever, you know, but like that medal, even though it was just like a group thing, was probably worth more than any of the other medals I ever got. It was so hard. It was way harder than all the other sports that I played, you know? Yeah, we, we are forged by the the intentionally doing hard things, and we will ultimately be defined by those things. I, I, I believe that you're either going to intentionally choose the difficult path or eventually you will have no option other than a difficult path. Yeah. And and to me, options are way better than, than to not have options. And so I continually put myself in difficult situations so that I gain knowledge and experience so that when life really hands me something difficult, I can navigate through it. And like we just talked about, run as fast as I can through that fire yeah. um, and get to the other side of it. Uh, but if it's the first time you're feeling any adversity because you've only chosen comfort your entire life, dude, you're, you're going to be sitting in a, in a painful spot for a very long time. And you may never get out of it because you don't have the experience, knowledge, um, or, or base of experience to, to navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question now here too. When you, so you did 50 Ironmans first. In 50 days through 50 states. In 50 days through 50 states. Why the hell did you do that? Like what led up to it is what my question is. What was the decision where you're like, yeah, let's go for this? Yeah, I mean, life is about chasing down the most incredible version of who you are. And that's a moving goalpost uh, because we're continually evolving. And that definition of our best version or best self changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, when I started on this journey, um, I, I... I, the goal was to do one Ironman and I saw the world championships on TV and I was like, I want to do that. And, and I, I just started charging towards that. And it took me years. 
uh, but eventually felt comfortable enough to toe the line and had an amazing experience. And I was like, I want to do that again. I can, I can do that better. Um, and you know, it was right when we lost everything in 08. Um, and so in 2010, I wanted to raise money for charity. You know, you, you hear, um, uh, I, I just finished watching, um, uh, a Netflix series about blue zones and that's the most highly concentrated populations of centurions, people that lived over a hundred and something common between all of those blue zones was acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was at, at my bottom, I was like, okay, how can, how can we raise money for charity and somebody else? And I'd seen a lot of people trying to do it through racing. And so I was like, okay, I'll try to break the world record for the most half Ironmans to, to build dams in Africa. We'll call it the try and give a damn project. And we'll see if this can, can shift the energy. Um, if I, if I try to do something in the service of others and, and it kind of started this incredible journey for us. Um, and then 2012, the, the world record for the most Ironmans, we did 30 Ironmans through 11 countries, all official events. And as we continued to gain knowledge and experience, what was possible also changed and because our, our perception of of what was real um, based on our our actions changed mm-hmm. and you know i say all the time you can't see the next challenge until you're ready for it and when you're standing on the top of a mountain all of a sudden a new mountain appears that you couldn't mm-hmm. see before because it was blocked and um i i had this deep belief that i could do 50 consecutive and at the time I'd, I'd watched kind of the pioneer in our sport of this uh, generation or era. Um, his name is Dean Carnassus, an incredibly gifted ultra runner. And he ran 50 marathons in 50 days in 50 states. And I saw what it did to his career in terms of coaching and, and, and books and, and all these types of different exposure. And I, I was, I was, I was a coach at the time for triathletes. And I was like, okay, if I can continue to, to, do these incredible uh, feats of endurance. This will help my business and and separate or separate me from the competition. And I thought, man, if he did that with uh, marathons, what would happen if I did that with Ironmans? And so that that became the next obsession was trying to figure out how to logistically tackle fifty consecutive full distance triathlons, one every single day, each in a different state. Um, and it took took about two two and a half years to plan. Um, the, you know, the the record was 2012 when I got the idea, and then we started executing um, in 2015 for that 50. And so it was it was an incredible journey um, of 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 continually building that foundation, building the strength, building the endurance, until we 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 said, okay, this is as ready as we're going to be. Um, we're going to have to learn and adjust as we go, but there's no time better than the present to, to jump in and, and tackle the, the greatest challenge that's, that, that's been put in front of us to this point in our lives. Wow. So it was all purpose driven through charity starting off. Yeah. And then as in two, two, over two years to plan. Yeah. Two and a half. So I, yeah. I, I was on race. I was on, I was, I just finished race 27 of 30 in that world record and I was like, just had the deepest impression, like there's more. And, and it just came to my head, 50, 50, 50. And I was like, that is what we're going to do. And so I knocked out the next three races and uh, just immediately started to plan, plan towards that. And, you know, that was the last race of that campaign was December of 2012. 
and we kicked off the 50 in May of 2015. And then some, somehow you had the crazy idea of doing a hundred to double it. <laughs> and that was all, that was all in Utah though, right? Yeah. So, so the, the concept, you know, when I, when I started to put together the plan for the 50, it was, okay, great. How many consecutive Ironmans can a human do? Um, and that quickly went to the wayside when, when we were just slapped in the face with chaos and logistics and the enormity of the United States and, and fatigue. And, and so there was so many outside factors. And so when the pandemic hit, um, I was like, oh man, I'd always wanted to redo the 50 because we'd learned so much about how to do it. But I was like, but I still want to find out how many a human body can do mentally, spiritually, and physically. And so I thought to myself, okay, if I can if I can put team systems in place, if I can remove chaos and the logistics and the enormity of a moving circus, um, could we double what everybody said was impossible? Could we defy logic? And that became the the mantra for the campaign was defy logic. And I mean, so many mistakes were still made. Um, and it's just the continual evolution of, of pushing boundaries and the ceiling of, of potential, you're going to run into things that you didn't anticipate. And, you know, it was so, everything was so fast moving at that time. Um, even though it was, it was during the time of the pandemic, I have been speaking full time, 80 stages a year. I've spoken in 56 countries, um, for five years. And when the pandemic hit, all of that disappeared like overnight and I just saw an opportunity and I was like, this is the moment to execute. And unfortunately, I, I gave myself four months to prepare for the, the largest endurance challenge in sports history. And, and that led to so many complications. And I was going to use the first 50 days to really get my body used to the volume and doing it again. And then I was going to push push the, the envelope on the back 50 well, by day five, I mean, I, I already started to develop stress fractures. The volume ramp up was way too quick. And I, and I it, it became how tough am I mentally and how much can I draw from my experience to survive the next quarter of a year um, that, that I was facing. Uh, that, that, that's, the, that's the part that just gets me every time I hear that, James. Like, it just blows my mind that you're getting stress fractures and you're getting all these, like... Like that's physical. Like that's actually happening. It's not made up in your mind. No, no, hundred percent. How do you push past that? Because ninety nine point nine percent of people are just like, "Oh, we'll try again. We'll try again." Yeah, and and what I've just really recognized in the course of my career is that your mind is so incredibly powerful, and and it gets to a point where you need to experience expansion in your mind. And that only happens when you don't quit on it. And the more that I showed up, my mind recognized and it said, oh man, he is going to keep showing up. So I need to adapt and 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 recover as fast as I can because he, he is letting me know that he's showing up. And because of that, then you have a mindset shift and it expands to what's more possible. And it says, okay, if he's going to keep showing up, I have to get this ready and do what I can. And you know, I also have this gift to where I can manage pain. And so I've recognized that pain has a threshold and it kind of doesn't get any worse than that. 
And then once you learn to manage that, th then you're then then you're fine and you can continue. And it's not it's not always this constant pain. It's just again it, the exact thing that we've been talking about those peaks and valleys, and and pain comes in batches. And I just recognize that this is temporary. I can manage this, and if I continue to move forward, my brain is going to expand and 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 force my body to adapt to the stresses that I'm doing. In fact, on day fifty nine. I was in a really bad bike accident and, and cracked my L5 vertebrae. I had to do 41 Ironmans with a broken back. And, and I, it was, it was just a, a massive realization to me that I get to choose where I put my focus and attention. And although that happened to me, I got to choose how to navigate that experience. Yeah. And in life, we get to choose how we get, how we navigate the things that are happening to us. Yeah. When, when you look back at that, that hundred, does it ever feel like a dream? Does that feel like a dream? Does it, like, what does it's it feel like? It's so back? funny you said that. I said to my my wife literally two days ago, we were just sitting there and and, and dreaming about the future and what's possible and what we're going to do with our business and the amount of people that we could possibly impact. Uh, talking about the do new documentary release and the book and all these things, we we're just dreaming. Um, and I said, man, doesn't it feel like the 50 and the 100 were a dream? And she's like, 100%. It feels like a lifetime ago. And, and I, and I think that that's, there's such a beautiful lesson in that, that, you know, we're, we're either, we're occupying our time by living in the glory days, or we're occupying our time by worrying about the future. And we just need to be right here right now and experience what's happening around us. Because if we take care of today, tomorrow takes care of itself. And, and we're just so consumed about either our accomplishments or our failures um, that have happened in the past that we can't change. And so grant yourself some grace and forgive yourself and stop worrying about the future because the, the past is a memory and the, and the future is, is uncertain. Yeah. And so the greatest gift that anybody can give themselves is to be where, I mean, it's cliche, but be where your feet are planted yeah. and your entire world and life will change because you're no longer dispensing energy that doesn't serve you in the past and in the future. So other than more golf in 2024, what are your, what are your goals? What are your big goals? What are you, what's, what's Iron Cowboy James Lawrence going to do in 2024? Other than the book and the documentary, maybe that is it. I, I don't know. You go ahead and speak to that. Yeah. The documentary is done. We're just super excited for the release. The book is done. Just need time to, to go through the publishing process. Um, the book's going to come out in 2020. I mean, sorry, the documentary is going to come out in 2024. The book's going to come out in 2025. Um, I, I've got some pretty aggressive um, race goals, not in terms of like personal challenges, but like getting back to my roots and racing. I, I think my fastest Ironman is still in me. I'm turning 48 this year. Uh, I'm I'm challenging myself to, to go under three hours in a marathon. Um, th there's just a lot of really phenomenal racing that I still have left in me. It's just, it's just, I love, I love training. I love the racing. I love all of it. And I've missed being competitive. And so I'm excited to get back to that. And for me, really, it's about how many people can I help both in terms of, of, of motivation and empowerment, um, growing our mastermind series, growing the, the retreat series, expounding our podcast, um, building our, our training platform, Really, at the end of the day, my goal in 2024 is how many people's lives can we change? Awesome. There's more impact in 2024. More impact, baby. More golf and more impact. More golf and more impact. I love it. Which is one and the same, like impact and golf, right? It's the same thing. I love it. I love it. And 
here's the other thing that brings us together so beautifully without that pain, with all the other, without all the pain that you've been through, James, there's no way that you could serve at this kind of, there's no way you'd have the limelight or the attention on you to be able to impact people with the words that you say. I feel like a lot of times that the, the, the deliverer is so important, right? Or the, the person speaking the words, like everybody says a lot of the same stuff when you get into the, into that world, but it's somebody who's been through it that you value because of the pain and the hardships that they've been through that can speak to people and you can change lives by saying the same words that somebody else said the day before, but because it came from your mouth, it can change their life. Yeah. Don't, don't regurgitate someone else's great lines. Show me through your actions and then help me achieve that same thing to, to me that that's, that's way more impactful do, do not come at me as a 23 year old with your, your six pack and, and try to help <laughs> a middle-aged person who has four, five kids and what, like, shut up. Like I have zero time or tolerance for you. Gain some experience, go on your journey and then try to help others. But man, the, the social, the social media fitness influencer just, just puts a huge smile on my face. And <laughs> I love it, man. All right, so you can comment on this one or not, but I'm curious to know your take on this. I know what you're going to ask me. What am I, what am I going to ask you? I, I just I just know. Okay, I have it in my mind. You tell me. Is it about an individual? It is an individual. Yeah. Is, is initials DG? It is. Yeah, how did I know that? I don't know. You get asked it all the time. You must. All the time. Really? Yeah. So you compared to him a lot. What, what are your thoughts? There's few people without without knowing him personally, there's few people I have less respect for. He, he just, he just. For, I'm going to say it for those that don't know who we're talking about is David Goggins. Did we say that on camera? I don't know if we did. So I'm going to say it. No, we, we didn't. That was the first time. Um, but it's so funny. I knew you were going to answer that. Uh, <laughs> you did. And you actually guessed it right. It's funny. I know. I, I have a ton of compassion for his upbringing and, and what he's done. I have a ton of respect for what he's been able to accomplish the easiest way for me to say it is I just, I just don't align with, um, at the end of the day, his, his, his principles of isolation, um, of his extreme nature. And it's the only way to success. Um, he, he is a solo pursuitist. He, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, he doesn't value family. He doesn't value community. He, um, he has a unique way of motivating. He does a great job at it, but it just doesn't resonate with me. His core values don't align with mine mm -hmm. and, and we're just very different people. Um, show, show me one thing that he's done that nobody else has, has done and I'll be impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think there are a lot of, like he's gotten famous on social media for sure. Right. For the things that he says and does, and he's super loud. He's pop culture. Yeah. And I think maybe there are some people that he can touch for sure. Um, he's no, don't, don't, don't misinterpret. He's having incredible impact. Um, it's just not my style. Uh, we're just very different. Um, I, I put at the top of everything, family, community, and, and, and from what I've heard, he, he really pushes, um, you have to go extreme. You have to go all in. You have to do it by yourself. It's just not my belief system. It's great that it serves him, but it just, just doesn't serve me, my community, and, and my and my belief. And I, and I wish him all the all the best. I have no ill feelings towards him. I think he's done a great job. Um, in fact, he's done an incredible job. Um, but but at the end of the day, our values are probably not in alignment. Not in alignment, yeah.
Yeah, I, lo- I love this saying, um, you know, and in regards of getting to 10, like what's 8 plus 2? 10. 10. What's 5 plus 5? 10. What's 20 divided by 2? 10. So there's infinite amount of formulas, equations, whatever to get to 10. For sure. But a lot of times we'll look at Goggins, and I think this is important for people to realize and understand. And what, we're, what you're really saying is there's ways to get there. There's lots of ways to get, but where's there? Where do you want to go? And when you say alignment and you don't align your core values with him, it's not for you. But you're still going somewhere. I mean, I mean, you you can you can take the you can take two approaches, right? You can either prove yourself right or you can prove other people wrong. They're very different energies, in my opinion, but they're both going to get you to the same place. And if that's what drives you, amazing, great, knock it out of the park. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, to be honest with you, um, I, I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm on my own journey. I'm learning my own experiences, and I'm and I'm I'm trying to have the best impact I can on other people. I, I'm I'm cheering for everybody to win. And there, you're right. There is no one way to do things. And and, and like I said, I, I every way isn't the right way, and every way isn't my way, and my way is not for everybody either. And it, it and it's absolutely okay. Um, and and I I think he's he he's doing a lot a lot of good for a lot of people, and and I applaud that effort. It's so funny that you knew it was coming before it happened. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. I get compared. I get compared on the daily. Is it just him or is there somebody else? Uh, he's the number one. Yeah. Number one. He's the number one guy in the space. Well, there is a, there is a similarity in pain there that when you talk about pain, push through pain, I think that's probably where you get it. Yeah. His, his mindset is incredible and, and, and what he's overcome and, and, and he, he, he won't, he won't deny it that life is filled with, with peaks and valleys and nobody's perfect. And we all have to learn the same lessons. Um, and, and, and he, he just does it in, in a different way, but at the same breath, he's, he's impacting millions of people, which, which I love and I'm an advocate for. And so, man, go for it because those, those millions that he's impacting won't resonate with me. And, and someone needs to be, be a lead leader to those people. And, and he's that guy. So I applaud him. And you are too in your own space. I, I want you to hear that too from not just me. I know all my listeners are thinking the same thing. I, I admire everything that you've done a ton, you know, and I know we're just meeting, you know, face to face for the first time on this podcast. We have a lot of mutual friends, but um, your story is impacting people that you don't even know. Right. Like, and I, I just, I like to, I like to think that a lot of people are, Hey, you're just like me. And I know we started out this podcast this way, that way. It's hard for me to look at what you've done and say, Oh yeah, I could do that. Whereas a lot of other people in business, you know, that made 10 million or, or did this or sold their business for a hundred million or 900 million or whatever. And I just look at them and I'm like, oh, if they could do it, I could do it. There is a little bit of this though, that with me and you, where I'm like, dude, like he's legit. Like this dude's badass. I, I don't know if I feel the same as I do with 99% of other people that I look at. Like, yeah, like he's just another human being. Like I get that sense about you. Don't get me wrong. You are very genuine and, and you're, you're you. But what you've done is incredible. Like, I don't, I don't know if I could ever do that. I don't know. And, and, and I think that that has become my mission is to help people understand that there is no ceiling to what they want to do. You always, you always have to ask yourself two questions, right? Like, what's, what's the sacrifice it's going to take to accomplish said goal? And what's the benefit to my tribe and community? And so, so could you do 100 Ironmans? A, a thousand percent. 
but how long would it take you to accomplish that? What's that worth to you? Is that sacrifice worth it? And how is it going to change and benefit your life? Right. And so if those don't align, there's no reason, there's no reason for you, for you to do it, but just having the knowledge that you could is oftentimes valuable. There's, there's, there's been opportunities that have been put on, put in front of me that, that uh, I believe would be attainable or achievable. I just don't want to do it because it doesn't make sense for me right now in my journey to, to go out at this point and to just suffer, like to go, if someone said, Hey, could you do 200 Ironmans? Yeah, hundred percent. It's going to take me five years to get ready. And then it's going to take me whatever sacrifice that is to execute. And then really what is the benefit to what I'm doing now? Does it change anything? The answer is no. And so it would be, it'd be frivolous for me to, to tackle that. It'd be a waste of my time because it's not going to benefit me or my bigger intention and goals, which is to impact more people. So this is a personal question. This is me asking you and hopefully people get benefit from this. How do you distinguish between the two? I think this sometimes is something that comes in my life that's difficult because what happens is, is they, like, I love what you're saying. Could I do 200? Well, absolutely, 100%. It would just take this long. And then is, is it risk, reward, this, that? Is it worth it? And then you start to negotiate with yourself. And then sometimes, I mean, we're human. We just like, yeah, it's not worth it. But maybe... It was it? Would it have been worth it? Like, how do you how do you go through that process and actually commit to doing something like you've done with a hundred? So great question, and and it is okay. If I'm just going to be sitting on my butt for the next five years, it would it would be more beneficial to go do that. And so, but I, I have a I have a lot of other things that I want to do, and so I'm comparing which door I want to open and charge through. Um. It, 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 trust me, man. If, if I'm if I'm single and and financially stable and whatnot, dude, I go do some crazy things and change the world. But that's not where I'm in in my life. I've got five kids. I got, like I said, one, two getting married this year. Like so many things are happening um, th- that that don't align with with where I want to go. Is there a day where that that would be back on the table and it makes sense for me? Yeah, sure, maybe. But I don't know because again, I don't look that far into the future. I'm living for right now. And right now, that decision is super easy for me because I'm doing other things that I am putting more value on. And so you always got to like look at all of your options and that's got to be part of the decision-making process. Um, but like if if I had zero thing, if I had nothing going on, I was doing nothing and my choice was to to sit and watch Netflix or go do 200, yeah. I'm going to go, to, for you. Yeah. I'm going to do 200, right? Just because I'm like, okay, let's see what's really possible. But I'm not in that scenario. Like that, that's not on the table. I have other options. I'm charging through other doors. That door's not even in the same building as I'm in right now. Talk about like thinking bigger though, because that's huge. Like I think a lot of times people have a problem thinking big. They think they're thinking big, but they're really thinking so small. And now Ben Hardy's come out with his book, 10 Exit, right? And like Grant, Grant Cardone talks about 10 Xing and just there's all these motivational books and thinking big. And how, how do you actually do it though? Like how, I mean, you started with 50 and then you doubled it, but that's huge. That's huge to a lot of people. Yeah. I think thinking big is super important. Um, but, but what's next or bigger doesn't have to be in the same category. Mm. And, and I go all in, in terms of effort and execution and intent on building my my mastermind and my retreat series that is going to impact more people. And that that could be as equal or bigger than the 100 Ironmans because 
of my experience or lack of experience in a certain area as I'm trying to expound my overall self. And so, yeah, you have to dream big. You have to 10X. You have to do things that scare you. But at the end of the day, you've got to shelf whatever that 10X is because you can't go from zero to 10X. I tell people all the time, you can't go from couch to 100. And, and the reality is, is there's a lot of steps in between that you have to take that's going to start to, to create and amass those wins. Those are going to start to pile up and success breeds success and confidence breeds confidence. And you have to slowly navigate yourself to the 10X. And, and hopefully that 10X turns into 20X to 50X to 100X as you gain knowledge and experience. And we started the conversation with, it's a continually moving goalpost of chasing down whoever the best version of yourself is. And so right now my 10 X is not going to be the same when I'm halfway on the journey to that 10 X and that's going to move. It's like they say, you know, you'll all be happy when I make a million dollars. Well, I've made a million dollars. Now I want to make 10. Okay. I've made 10. I want to be part of the hundred club. When, when, when is, you know, it's an always moving bench part, a bench post marker, which I think we talked down on. I think sometimes we do as entrepreneurs, like, oh, be happy with what you have. There's a book app in the game where it talks about, be, you know, I think that's important, right? Like we have to look back and see how far we've come and appreciate that and appreciate where we've come and how far we've, we've come and who we are. But at the same time, when I hear people say, you know, too much of that, it's like, but then you're stagnant. And if you're stagnant and there's no fulfillment, and I, I think I like more what you're saying, which is just live in the present. Like, yeah, I like appreciate it, but I got stuff to do. I got to keep moving and keep going. Yeah, there's a, there's a great, great quote that I'm going to butcher, and it's to the, to the effect of there's an older version of you that would be stoked with what you've accomplished. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just flat out the reality. And sometimes I have to pause and just be like, oh, yeah, man, like 10 years ago, I would have died to be in the position that I'm in. And I, I just need to be okay with where I'm at right now. And that doesn't mean like shut down all of my dreams, desires, passions, and pursuits. I'm, yeah. st- I'm still going to knock those out. But but I need to take a minute and just like celebrate that I that I'm at where I'm at, and 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 realize also that I'm I'm not going to accomplish everything in a 24 hour period. And as long as I continue to dream, um, which I think is the greatest gift that we've been given as humans, is the ability to to dream. Um, and then just show up and chip away at those and at the same time live life and have experiences and be present. And to me, that's the formula. It, it, yeah. It's a dream so big that it scares you. Don't forget how to dream. Keep putting that out, out there into the universe. And then like be right here right now and just slowly chip away at it. Have experiences, open doors as they open, close them as they close. Meet people, have relationships. They can come, they can go. And that's that's the whole part of the process. I look back. Dude, I, it it wasn't about the finish line of the 50. It wasn't about the finish line of the 100. It's not that we climbed our mountain bikes up to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I, I ran across Greece. Like, those are all amazing. And I look back at all, a lot of these experiences, and it's the pursuit. It's the yeah. pursuit that I miss. It's that hustle. It's that grind. It's the the moments that are that are in between those those milestones that I cherish tenfold over those finish lines and, and standing on those mountaintops. It, I, I miss that pursuit. And I think that's why I continue to push the envelope in different areas of my life, whether it's my marriage, my parenting, my, my entrepreneurship and whatever my, my endurance racing, whatever it is, I, I really enjoy the, the journey and, and continually improving upon the foundation that we've built. 
Yeah, that's what fulfills you. Mm-hmm. That fires you up. Yeah, man. I feel like it's a, it's a human being thing, though. Wouldn't you agree? There's just to keep like the fulfillment is in the grind. It's in the process. It's not in the destination. I think for me, my I'll just speak for myself. You tell me if I'm crazy, but when I get to any goal that I've like achieved, it feels good for like a couple hours. And then it's like, okay, what's next? Right. But society is currently experiencing the opposite where they're like, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I'll be happy when, right. When right. all of these things happen, I'll be happy when I get, I get a girlfriend. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I have kids. I'll be happy when, I have, happy when the kids move out. I'll be happy when I'm retired. I'm you know, so with all these things. You're always chasing something Yeah, you're always chasing in the future, but it's fake. It's like an illusion. 100%. And I think it's a feeling. I think it's a feeling that we're after. I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that we see somebody who has the car and we go, well, the Ferrari. And we're like, oh, I want, I want to pursue that one day. I want to get the Ferrari. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a Ferrari. But if you're ta- attaching everything that you're doing to get to the Ferrari and thinking that that's what's going to make you feel happy, like what it sounds like, smells like, the girl next to you wh- that you're driving around, however, whatever status it's going to get you, that's a feeling. We're seeking some feeling. We all want to be loved. It's a human necessity. And so we're, we're seeking that, but what if we just felt that now? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And those, those feelings come and go. And that, that's something that you're chasing through monetary possessions. And to me, the goal in life is, is twofold. One, don't care what anybody thinks and two, find pure joy anywhere you're standing, regardless of your circumstance. If you can accomplish those two things, it, it doesn't matter. And those feelings are just bumps along the way that, that we get to yeah. experience. Dude, I, I, I bought an amazing truck uh, three, four years ago. And every time I walk out and I see it and I'm like, oh man, that brings me so much happiness, <laughs> not joy, but it brings me happiness. And I, I'll walk out to my garage or uh, see my motorcycle, or I'll, I'll go to my gym and re- recognize that I have that at my home or, or my theater or whatever it is. And those bring me happiness, but not joy. It, and, yeah. and joy is, is something that is found in the present moment. And that isn't is that once you find you never want to let go, and then those other things are just like ignition or or, or fuel to to add to that. But it's it's happiness, and there's a difference between happiness and yeah. joy. Yeah, I like that. I, I want to bring this out to the the listeners too because I think this is important. So you have James on one side, and there's another guest that I had on names Mike Isom. Mike talks about how his identity was so attached to the money that he made, and when he lost it all in a Ponzi scheme. He almost shot himself, killed himself, like lost his family, lost everything really because he was going to kill himself. And then he realized in that moment right before he was about to pull the trigger that he had the thought come to his mind that none of this is you. You don't have to attach your identity to this stuff. But his identity was that. And once he shifted that, he made it all back and more. The, the cool thing about your story, I think it's different. The cool thing about your story is like, I asked you the question specifically for this reason, like how long did it take you to get over that? Like losing your house. And you're like, dude, it was instant. I think that there's a valuable lesson. I think, and maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before (laughs) that your identity wasn't so tied up in that stuff. And so because you weren't tying your identity up in the money, in the stuff, in the house, it was like, well, I'm, hey, I'm the same person without this stuff, so let's go. Let's freaking go. I think that's a valuable lesson. Yeah, 100%. 100% and I'm at, I'm at the, a point in my life where I'm experiencing that joy. And it's not because of the things that I have. It's the, the family and the relationships that I've created and the acceptance of who I am. Hmm. And 
I don't care. Come take everything I have. I'll just I'll just go get it again. I'll find yeah. it. It'll be, it'll be the joy of the pursuit again. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm just really content, really happy. And everybody always asks me what's next. And it's it's, it's ultimate fight. You're going to be a UFC fighter, bro. I can see it right now. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I grew up wrestling and I did my, my first. Dude, you'd be a heck of a UFC fighter then. You I'm, just, I'm just too old. I did my first UFC <laughs> fight um, at the beginning of 2023, knocked him out in 33 seconds. And I filled that bucket. Um, and, and, and I'm good to go. So, um, yeah, no, not my jam. <laughs> I do. I do love UFC. Um, I love I'm, watching it too. I'm a huge fan. Connor just announced his, uh, yeah. next fight. Hopefully Dana. Confirms it. Um, it is in Vegas is on June, go? June 29th. Dude, I am, I am waiting for those to go on sale. I will be in the arena. Yes. I, that is one that I want to be there for, even though I feel like he's getting a little older. His last couple of fights have been, uh, well, they have. Um, he is an entertainer. He's he the funnest changed, guy to watch. Or he changed. He changed the pay scale, and I love the fact that this fight's at one eighty five. Yeah, that, that that to me is where he should be with his current physique. He doesn't have to weight cut. He can just stay stay where he's at and just and focus on that. And man, his power at one eighty five would be ridiculous. I mean, it's have not you like watched his Netflix show. Have you watched his Netflix? Oh, dude, ten times. Like, stop. Love that thing. Dude, I'll, I'll watch. I'll like he fires me up. Like just his rise from he he's a perfect example of if you just keep showing up and have that self belief that you you can be the champion of the world, um and love him hate him antics what like who cares like what yeah. he's done at a, at one point in time he was the greatest pound for pound um he was the first to be a, a, a double champ the way he handled Aldo and and walked through multiple divisions um it was incredible yeah. His mindset is incredible, and that's where it's got to start anyway. But my favorite of the whole docu series on Netflix was when he's getting interviewed by some lady reporter, and she says, "Hey, there's a lot of people that feel like you may have a lot of potential in this sport, and there's one you might get a belt one day." And he goes, "One day," he goes, "He goes, I already am. I already have it. It just has you just haven't seen it yet. I already am a champion. I am the best. I've won the belt. I just haven't. You just haven't seen it yet." And I'm like, "That is a freaking dog. That dude." Gets it like on camera in front of the whole world can just spit that out like that. That dude's got it up here. He, he does. And his confidence was, was something that a lot of people should, should try to internalize and, and, and do. And it's, it's not fake it till you make it. Uh, I, I, it, it's just, it's just a, a belief system that we have. I believe the words that we say to ourselves manifest reality. The energy that we send out becomes reality and so words are super important and and literally the conversations we're having with ourselves we talk to nobody more than we talk to ourselves yeah. flat flat out and so we, we need to, we need to start to monitor the conversations we're having because words matter and it, it absolutely forms us into who we are so good so many gems on this uh podcast episode hopefully a lot of people got a lot of value out of it um, we're about out of time but for those of you who have listened this far hey like share this episode uh, we're going to be coming out with some reels on social media. Share that around. We want to be able to get this to as many people as we possibly can. And James, thanks for coming on, dude. I, I'm excited to get to know you better and better. Um, I would love to golf with you, dude. Like, so you hit me up when you're ready to go. Um, I, I, I will, man. I'm, com I'm coming through. I've got a couple of speaking events this month in uh, in Vegas. And so I roll through St. George all the time. And uh, make it happen. let's go play 18, man. We'll get a cool we'll get a cool group of four together and let's go. Cool.
Thanks. Okay, man. Well, thanks again for jumping on. Um, last question for you. How do people find you? If they want to connect with you, if they haven't already, what are the best places? We mentioned uh, ironcowboy.com, uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is where I'm most active. And just just go to ironcowboyjames, and uh, that's where you'll find everything. And then ironcowboy.com is where you'll find, if you want to do an Ironman or any type of uh uh, endurance competition we do coaching there we've got a free coaching platform to help people get introduced to the sport we've got a free boat club we've got our podcast the grit show and then we've got the uh, cohorts which is the masterminds and the iron grit experiences um so ton, tons going on uh, a lot of different levels to participate on and uh if if we're your tribe awesome if not find an amazing tribe and just keep keep showing up keep grinding and, yeah, uh, eventually you'll make it to the top of your mountain well, I think it's great. And and for again, for those listening, if you want to have and develop a mindset like James and you want to be able to radiate on that energy frequency, you need to be around people like him as much as you possibly can. So go follow this man. He he definitely radiates on that frequency. He doesn't BS anything. I can feel it and see it. You're somebody that I look up to a lot. So I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode.